You're listening to the Missionary Perspective Podcast with veteran missionaries Eric Johnson and Joshua Mead. We're glad you could join us. We trust this podcast will be both a blessing and a challenge as we relate topics in world evangelism from a missionary perspective. Now, here's Josh and Eric. Hi, this is Josh Mead, and you are listening to the Missionary Perspective Podcast. I am here with Pastor Ryan Hayden, and I'm excited about this uh, particular interview. Uh, Pastor Hayden has, he wears many hats. Uh, He's a father, he's a husband, he's a pastor, as well as a kind of a... um, uh, he founder of a, a online company he does a lot with uh, with media ministry things like that. I'm going to let him explain it. Right, Pastor Ryan, why don't you give us? Well, first of all, tell us what do you prefer, Pastor Ryan, Pastor Hayden? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your story, who you are, your background, and then uh, let us know about some of the work you do. And we'll get right into this interview. Yeah, um, my preferred honorific is the honorable great ah yes hello (laughs) personally i just like it when people call me ryan unless i'm their (laughs) pastor so um there's you know there's a hundred people in central illinois that call me pastor and everybody else can call me by my name um so uh no i'm a pastor here in uh, mattoon illinois um which is right in the middle of the state um near effingham champaign that area um, I've been here as a pastor for 10 years. Um, I uh, went to college, went to Crown, uh, graduated in 2005. And when I was in college, I didn't even have my own laptop, believe it or not. But like, I was super into Photoshop and I got into web de- web design like really early um, before web design really was the thing. And um, so when I graduated, I went with my wife, we would go to Barnes and Noble, um, constantly. And I would just read all the books and I found the first podcast about web development and I listened to it every week. Uh, this would be like 2006. And so like slowly over time, I taught myself this skill of not just designing websites in Photoshop, but developing them and turning and writing code. And, and then I learned programming and, you know, fast forward 10 years, I have, uh, I tried to create a, a church website platform. Um, that was a dumb idea, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I raised some money on Kickstarter. I thought I raised a ton of money. Um, it was like $6,000 or something like that. And uh, I ended up turning that $6,000 into like negative 20 very, very quickly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I had to do something to pay that debt off. And so I started freelancing because that was the only skill I had of any marketable <laughs> value. And uh, the freelancing thing turned into owning an agency. And I now own an agency. I've got about 20 employees. Um, I've got a couple business partners, so I don't own it outright, but uh, we did like 14 apps for different businesses uh, last year. So we got a, our, our agency runs like a well-oiled machine. And, um, and so now I'm in this weird spot where I'm both a pastor and I own a, own a company. Yeah, so. no, that's, that's awesome. I, I always tell young people in college, especially if they're going into ministry, specifically the mission field uh, is uh-huh. who I, I address mission students. And I try to tell them, you know, when you go to the mission field, number one, know your call of God, but develop a skill, develop a skill in something you enjoy, whether it's media, whether it's, you know, online software development, whatever it is, 
learn to develop another skill because there's so many different uh, facets of ministry that different secular skills could be put to great use. And I've been following you for a while. I know you mentioned right at the beginning here, and this is awful. When you're a missionary and you're traveling, you meet so many people. You actually mentioned that we met before 12 years ago at one of our supporting churches. And uh, of course, missionaries feel awful when they don't remember those first encounters. Of course, we connected later online and I've been following some of your ministries. I've been following a lot of what you do and produce. And I, I've been intrigued uh, for a long time with media development. And we're trying to do that here. My brother-in-law is a pastor in Canada and he does a lot of the same uh, website design and development. He does a lot mm -hmm. of that for us. And so th it's so important that uh, maybe speak to that before we get into really the reason why we're having this interview to discuss a new app that you're coming out with that will be a great blessing to missionaries. But uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Maybe share with some of our listeners, whether the young men or women going into ministry, uh, speak to you know, the importance of learning to develop a skill, how it, how you can develop a skill like that. How would somebody go about it? You mentioned teaching yourself. How important is that? Yeah, I think it's okay. I've got weird views on everything, man. And so <laughs> no you, problem. you might want to like steer me. So I, no, I don't get no. you in trouble. No, I honestly think that everybody that trap that, that goes into the ministry I think the default should be that they have some marketable skill, some trade. Um, and I got lucky. I taught myself, I had an interest. It was just a weird interest. That was a hobby and I got lucky and, and the Lord blessed. And, uh, that's probably the, the better way to say it, but, um, I never intended to make any money doing web design, web development. It was just something that like, I, it was my hobby. It was a freakish thing that I was into. It was nerd. Um, it is so easy now to teach yourself programming if you have a brain for that. Right. When I say easy, it's going to take you years. Okay. But there, there's no barrier to entry. And if you're, if you want to do that, just go to like, there's like freecodecamp.com. There's a company called Treehouse where you can pay. I think it's like $25 a month and it's guided lessons and you choose a track and you can go from start to fairly, fairly well off foundation of being a developer in that program. It wasn't like that when I, when I sure, started, sure. you know, 12, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, it was actually no more like 20 years ago. Now um, it was like, you know, I had to find books and I didn't know which books were good and which books were bad. And there was one podcast uh, for web developers when I first got started and I just happened to find it. And so um, it's easy to teach yourself anything with the internet, um, but it doesn't have to be something technical, like sure. teach yourself to be a plumber or to, to be a, to do electrician work or whatever, and have something that you can fall back on, I think is, I think it will benefit the cause of Christ in a great way if people did that and oh. helps people respect you a little bit more too, I think. Oh yeah, I absolutely hundred percent agree. I, I don't know where I'd be as a missionary without YouTube helping me uh, <laughs> figure out plumbing and electric and, and mechanics and all of that. Cause also those things don't come naturally. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that um, there's so much, so much benefit to uh, somebody going into ministry who, or somebody who's already in ministry to continually to develop different skills, find something you're interested in that you can put to use, you know? And like you said, it's, it's not necessarily primarily to make money, 
but it, it does allow you to engage your community more effectively on a, on a real day-to-day basis. And so um, I'm excited about uh, this, this app that you've developed. I've been seeing posts online through a couple of groups that we're in, and uh, you've been sharing a little bit about it. I'm excited to learn more about it today. I've been reading a little bit about it. I went to your website, missionhost.com, and mm-hmm. uh, it shares uh, quite a bit about it. I encourage our listeners to go over there and check it out. But you are developing, basically to summarize it, it's an app that would basically be like a Airbnb for missionaries traveling on deputation or furlough, an easy way for them to find places to stay. Let, talk about this app. Tell us what, what brought about the need for this. Yeah, in your mind I'd love and- to. I'd love to. First off, not my idea. Okay. I, I am I, a missionary friend of mine, a super sharp young missionary, Benjamin George, uh, third generation missionary in Argentina, came to my church and we just hung out for a while um drunk yerba mate on my porch and and bonded a little bit and talked about what i was doing and he calls me uh about a month ago and he's like i've got this idea for an app and he's like we need to make an airbnb for missionaries and my thought my first thought was like why that's stupid why would anybody want to do that and he explained he said look i spend i spent i know where i'm going to stay the night of my meeting you know, I, I pretty much know where I'm going to be Saturday night and Sunday night and a lot of Wednesdays, right? But there's there's four or five other days in the week where I have to find a place to stay yeah. as I'm traveling around the country. Uh, and he said, that's a, it, I spend hours, you know, I've just got a piece of paper that's passed around that has all these different uh, profits chambers on it. And I spend hours calling these poor pastors on this list. And a lot of them, the numbers aren't even right. Or Mm -hmm. I send emails and the emails get ignored. And um, he said, it's just a, it's a, it's a pain. And then we spend money constantly on hotels. And he's like, there has to be a better way. And my, my was like, why hasn't anyone done this before? This is the greatest (laughs) idea ever. Right. Like, so, um, so I make I make apps for a living. Like that's my my primary source of income. Our business does not do apps that cost less than fifty thousand dollars, and this is a fairly complicated application. If right. if my business did this for somebody, it would probably cost sixty five seventy five thousand uh, dollars to make it happen. And financially, there's just no. It's just it's a small enough group missionaries are a small enough group that there's no financial incentive to do this, right? Um, You're never going to recoup recoup your investment if, if if you did it. So I prayed about it and I was like, if we cut every corner, if we, if we, if I do as much of the work myself for free, mm-hmm. if I find a developer that I trust that can work with me and, and just manage the project and have him, you know, pay, pay for it at cost and, and give him some time. It's like, I think we could do this in like a 10th of that. I think we could do this in like $6,000. And so that's what we're doing. We're in the process of, of developing this and trying to raise money. And we're pretty far along. I'd say we're probably about 65, 70% done. Okay. Um, there's a lot to do yet. Um, and, uh, but we've got, you know, we've got the app uh, running and, and people can set up accounts. We, I'm not, not turning that on yet for everybody, but uh, we've got just a lot of work done and we're working on it 
just chipping away at it every week. I'd say we're probably a month away from launching this thing. So that that's very exciting. So walk us through kind of what it would work. And first of all, before we talk about some of, you know, how it would work, basically, I just want to say, if you're listening to this, um, I'm going to do this after I get off, I'm going to go and give a donation and uh, help with this app. I know it would be a great blessing to missionaries. And uh, at the end of this interview, he's going to give you about uh, uh, Ryan here is going to give us information how we can connect with them. And I want to encourage you pray about giving toward this, whether you support missionaries, whether you're a missionary yourself, um, it's, it's going to be a great blessing. And this is kind of a no brainer. It's something that you think, why wasn't this done before? Um, and this is something I had thought about a long time ago. Uh, talked with my brother-in-law about what it would look like to develop a website. This was before I knew anything about apps or it was just mostly websites. And he's like, man, this, this would be such a big project of coordinating and putting things together. It, it's not going to be super easy. And so we kind of just left that be, but so I was <laughs> excited to hear that somebody's developing this. And I mean, for what you're saying, but you know, $6,000, that's, that's nothing to, you know, to get something like this developed, it's clear that you are not taking money. You're not wanting to do this for any profit. This is purely a ministry. And so, no, no, I, there's no money being changed yep. hands. All of that money is going to pay somebody. I, all of my time is, is volunteered time. A lot of people have volunteered time on this. Um, but in order for something you're talking, you're probably talking 500 hours, man oh, hours. Yeah, of yeah easy. Yeah, for this to happen. And 500 man hours, not just 500 man hours, but 500 man hours of very specific high, you know, people that could take that 500 hours and make $50,000 with that 500 hours, you right. know, so for it's a sacrifice for, for, for the developers to work on this at the price that they're doing at. We just have to pay them so they can pay their bills. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely. nobody's making, nobody's getting rich off this project. It's oh, no, no, purpose. no. Yeah. And so for our listeners, uh, just, th this is definitely something that um, would be a worthy donation to give toward. Well, let's talk about a little bit, uh, you know, how this, how this app will work. Uh, let's, we're going to look at it at two angles. We'll look at it from the missionary perspective. And then let's look okay. at it from a pastor's point of view. Let's start with the uh, missionary point of view. Um, how, so I download the app. Let's say it's up and running. Everything is, is functioning. I download the app. I set up an account. What mm -hmm. information do you need from me? And then how do I find a place? Let's say I'm going to be, uh, you know, I just preached at your church, just presented our ministry. And then I've got to drive, you know, to Wisconsin, Northern Wisconsin. I got a church on Sunday. It's Wednesday night. I've got a couple of days left. How do I find a place to stay between your church and the church in Northern Wisconsin? I got to be at in, in two days. Okay. So it's going to be pretty simple. First off, um, primarily it's going to be a website. When I okay. say app, I'm talking about a web app. Most of the right, time right. we, we sure. probably will eventually get a, uh, iOS and Android app done, but, okay. uh, we're trying to just get this thing launched first. And so right, it's right. going to be a web app to start. But you would log in, um, and you would uh, when you log in, you'll see a list of all of the locations that are available to stay in. You'll see photos, um, and you'll be able to filter uh, by a location. So you could say, like, if you're in Illinois and you want to travel up to northern Wisconsin, uh, you could put a city in the middle, and then you could have a radius, say, 50 miles, 100 miles from 
you know, like Lacine, Wisconsin or something like that. Uh, and, and that would give you your radius and it would filter all of the locations down to there. And then um, you, you could further filter, and this is obviously wishful thinking because we're hoping <laughs> lots of people sign up for this, and this is a catalyst for people doing this. But you could also filter uh, by places that have a spare room for your kids or okay. places that have Wi-Fi or places that have laundry or places that have uh, a kitchen that you can use. Uh, or if you have an RV, you can find places that have RV hookups. So, um, yeah. And then you can click on the individual location that you choose. Okay. And oh, also you put in the date. So it's only going to show the dates that these I are see. not booked for somebody else. Right. 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 Um, you, you look at uh, the location and you can see multiple pictures of each room. Um, and uh, very important, you can see uh, the requirements for that, for staying in that location. Okay. So if it's only available to people that are of a certain mission board or of, uh, you know, certain doctrinal positions, that'll be right there. Um, if they expect you to, you know, sweep up and wash the sheets when you leave or whatever, it'll be right there. And, uh, and then you'll just click a button and says, you know, request to stay and very important. There's no phone number there for the pastor or the host. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to, what it's going to do is it's going to say, have you, have you, uh, read the requirements and you're going to mm -hmm. say yes. And then it's going to send a request with your profile information, your, you know, basically your packet that you would send to churches and the dates that you want to stay, uh, it's going to send that request via a text message to the host. Um, we're not assuming that this is all churches. It could be individuals that have a you know an apartment or something. It's going to send a text message to them. They'll be able to click on that text message. There'll be a link. They can see you. They can read all about you, read about the dates, and then they can simply say yes or no. And when they say yes or no, you'll get a text message that says hey, you've been approved for staying at this location at these days. And then you'll get reminder text messages, you know, a day before the stay, if it's a month out or something like that. And so will them. That's it. Excellent. Well, it, I mean, it sounds just like the Airbnb, basically our, our past uh, furlough we took, we basically stayed in Airbnbs because they're cheaper than hotels. Um, but sometimes, you know, a little harder to find and they, there's always hidden fees and things like that. And I always as a missionary, you would like your, your friend said, who suggested and brought up this idea of an app like this, you, you do get a list of profit chambers from your mission agency sometimes, or you discuss with other missionaries and you kind of build up this repertoire, but there's always that there, those challenges of any missionary will tell you reaching out to pastors or secretaries and trying to coordinate especially if there's a time crunch and you need to stay somewhere and you have, you know, it was a last minute thing, um, it could be a little more difficult and you don't want to waste your money. You know, if, if you don't have to on a hotel, in fact, when my wife and I were on deputation and we had a long stretch in between meetings, we would find a campsite somewhere and just camp out. Cause we didn't want to spend that much money. Number one, we didn't have any money to spend as it was, you know, in between meetings. Mm -hmm. And so something like this would be much more beneficial. How would, you know, uh, I guess there's no way of knowing until it actually starts, you know, going into real world use. Um, but if I am to send, let's say I look at my schedule and I think, Oh man, I forgot 
to find a place this, you know, this Friday, it's a week out. I forgot to find uh -huh. a place for this Friday where to stay. Um, have you done any testing or do you have kind of a, an, or will you not know until there's like actual real world use of this, how long it will take for a church to respond? Cause I think a missionary would be concerned with sometimes it takes us a week or two, even to get in touch with a pastor. Well, will this allow to expedite kind of the process of if I need something next week, I could probably find it my, more easily. My hope is that it expedites the process. Yeah. And if you want to pivot to the pastor's concern or the sure. host's concern, yeah, I think that's the key. Okay. So like my church, we have a prophet's chamber um, and we would love for missionaries to stay there. And if you're traveling through the middle of the country, uh, I'm like I said, I'm central Illinois, the confluence of 57 and 70 is about 20 minutes away from my house. So you probably have driven by here multiple times and just never thought about it. And we have a prophet's chamber with bunk beds for the kids and a kitchen and a, and you know, it's, it's, it's fairly right. nice. Yeah. Um, I would love for people to stay there. I am not going to put my phone number on anybody's list. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pastor and I have a business and yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like my church members can get in touch with me. I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to, missionaries looking to stay in my prophet's chamber two, three times a day uh, for the rest of my life. We don't have, our church isn't yep. big enough to have a full-time secretary. So I don't want to put that on somebody else, you know? So there's a, I get it. And then people are, pastors are concerned that, you know, maybe uh, some missionaries are going to stay there that they don't approve of, or maybe the missionaries are going to trash their place or, um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's all kinds of concerns that pastors have. Um, and so how are we, I think the bigger challenge is, is answering those problems, right? So the, the first thing we decided is that nobody, no, there would be no, no phone numbers shared with missionaries and vice versa. Okay. Right. So like you can share your phone number personally, if you want to, but all of the communication for this is going to happen through the application. So the application is going to send a text message. You click on a link and open it. And so second, the there's not going to, we're going to cut down on the back and forth. Like, oh, can you send me your doctrinal statement? Oh, can you, you know what I mean? Like, can you send us pictures? Oh, do you have this? Do you have that? There, there's so many of these conversations that probably happen over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah that could be solved with a page that just says, here's the photos of the place that I have for you to stay. Here's the things that are available. Here's the schedule of when it's available. And then they, the, the host has the simple option of just pressing yes or no, you know, there doesn't have to be a long conversation that's drawn out. Um, so we're just trying to, we're, we're trying to design this thing to protect the hosts as much as possible from being overrun with requests for donations or overrun with requests for people staying and just removing that whole phone tag element completely from the picture. I love it. So, I mean, it just, does that answer your question? Absolutely. It just, it just makes sense, right? It just, <laughs> you simplify it and you break it down to just one form of communication and that's it. You know, I, it just, pastors don't have to worry about taking up time. Like you said, trying to go through 
figuring out who this guy is who wants to stay here. And uh, most pastors, you know, in mm. churches that have prophets chamber, they want it to be used. But like you said, there are those concerns and you brought those up. And I think, I think those are concerns that pastors will be able to readily handle. Um, they could eat a pastor. What he would probably have maybe a secretary or an assistant pastor take care of the, uh, the text messaging. I would mm. imagine. Cause once it's set up. So if you're a pastor and obviously your concern is, you know, I don't want just any missionary staying here. Uh, we love missionaries, obviously, but mm -hmm. you know, there are certain lines we draw with who we want to collaborate right. yeah. with. And that's totally understandable when, you know, when you're a missionary, <laughs> that's great. So what, what, what are some of basically when he signs up, how do you initiate? Let me ask this question then when you, how do pastors find out about this, especially in your early stages and how long will it take? out of a, a pastor's day to get his page set up to where it's pretty much intuitively running with somebody just clicking yes or no. What, what's the process and how does he get all those concerns answered? You know, that's a great question. So we're going to try to streamline that as much as possible. It'll just be a form where they upload a main photo and then multiple other photos. That'll be the biggest thing is just taking pictures of stuff. Yeah. Um, some people might want not want to do that. I think if we frame it as this is going to save you lots of time and, and make use of this, that'll be, you know, easy. There'll be just check boxes for the things that they have, whether they have Wi-Fi or not, a laundry, yeah. laundry available or not, you know. So the whole thing will just take a few minutes for them to to fill out. And then they'll put the phone number that they want to be responsible for the text messaging. Okay. Um in there and we will promise never to share that with anybody right and uh i think you could probably take 20 minutes and and you know have the thing set up yeah as a pastor to get people on it we have we have uh, uh ben george is going to be calling uh okay. the list of prophets chambers that he has as a missionary and and saying hey we want to save you time. We want to make it so that people can use this. Would you check out this project and um, consider adding your profits chamber to it? It'll save you a lot of headache, uh, a lot of phone tag, um, and you know help missionaries out a lot if you go and do this. So my hope is that it inspires people, yeah. inspires more churches to put their profits chambers out there, but not just churches. I, I think there's you know, the, you, the, the, pro, the term prophet's chamber comes from a story of a business person in the Bible, you know, that opened up a chamber for Elisha to stay in. And I think I'm hoping that this inspires uh, more, you know, wealthy people or people that have, you know, maybe a mother-in-law apartment that's not in use at their house to put it on there and make it available for missionaries to stay in. I think it'll be a blessing. Um, to, to a lot of people. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, let's say, uh, I, you know, a missionary like me, let's say I want to, um, as it gets closer to you launching, when, when are you ready? When will you be ready? Do you estimate for pastors to begin s signing up and setting up their rooms on the, uh, on the web app? It's going to look completely different in a week. Right. But yeah. a pastor could technically go to missionhost.com right now and set up a location okay. um, if they wanted to. Um, they, you could go and create an account. It's all there. Um, it's just going to look completely different and it's not optimized like we want it to yet. Uh, so I would, I would say 
like I said, in a month, I think we'll be ready to launch this, especially if we meet our fundraising goals um, and we get, get the, enough people to, to give, I think we'll be able to, we'll be ready to launch this fairly soon. Yeah. Let's say a missionary like me wants to uh, send out a, an email to all of our supporting churches and supporters and just tell them about this. Is there a, obviously we can share the link through an email, but is there like a generic, like a specific page we could send you that could quickly explain, or would you just recommend a missionary like me just give a quick excerpt about what this is and then, you know, encourage pastors I, I to check it out? I think the landing page at missionhost.com is probably the best step. I'm, I'm, I probably need to go and re, uh, add some things to it because a lot has changed since I put that up a couple of weeks ago. Um, but that's probably the best thing. And then there'll be a lot of donate links on there. Sure, sure. And uh, people can click and it's just a PayPal donation. Um, like, excellent. Well, again, if, you, if you're a missionary listening, I'd recommend go check this out. If you think it'll be a blessing, and I, I think it will be to many missionaries, um, copy the link, send out an email to your supporting churches and tell them about this so they can sign up get their churches on there and uh, create this vast network of prophets chambers throughout the States. I think this is going to be a, a big help. Another question on the app. Let's say I just stayed at your prophets chamber and I want to leave a donation. Will you have something set up to where I could leave some money for the church? Um, Cause our, our director suggested, I know a lot of mission directors, they'll suggest to their missionaries, you know, pastors want you to stay there for free, but sometimes you want to leave behind a little, uh, extra for the, the staff who cleans the room or things like that. Um, is that going to be an option available or would that be something a missionary I, would just leave in the room or. I'm not ruling that out, but my gut is, I really want to avoid this becoming any kind of a money-making thing for anybody. Sure. Yeah. Right. And so my fear is that if we do that, that, you know, it'll just become more of an expectation and, um, we, maybe we'll, we'll suggest to missionaries that they leave sure. a check or leave some money behind, sure. um, as a gift or something just for the people that clean the, clean the space and get it ready for the next people. But, right. uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know that I'm, I, I, I don't want to add the donation feature at the beginning for sure. Sure. Uh, sure. Just no, I just, afraid it will change people's perception of what this is for. Yeah, I get that. As a missionary, I, I hope other missionaries do leave, uh, you know, uh, gifts behind for those who uh, who do take care of us. And churches are so generous to even, uh, you know, open up these rooms because it can be so expensive to travel. And, um, you know, it's we we don't mind staying in people's homes, but it is it is a much, it's a better convenience, especially if you have work you're doing in between to have a place where it's a little secluded, you have your own room. And so it's always nice. Hotels are expensive. Airbnb is a possibility, but there's some, you know, there's complications always with that. And so, um, this whole, this whole app, this whole, uh, networking of churches and missionaries, it just makes sense. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I'm excited to use it when we go back in two years and, uh, travel around and I'm going to sign up. I want to encourage our listeners, check it out. If you're a missionary, let your churches know about this so they can sign up and consider giving a donation so that they can get this app uh, developed. Really, the, the money they're raising, when you consider, as you said earlier, what it costs to develop apps nowadays and things like that, it is so expensive. And so they're giving of their time and energy 
Um, and, and I sure do appreciate that. I love seeing good technology put to use for ministry, you know? So uh, this is something I think is going to be a, a big blessing to missionaries. Well, as we uh, finish up, is there anything else about the app, anything else we didn't cover that you wanted to uh, include? <laughs> nope. Um, if you want to find out more about it, it's missionhost.com. Um, host is plural. So mission is singular, host is plural. Missionhost.com. Yeah, I, I typed in and, mission host and it, it said the web domain. I could have bought it for $3,000. <laughs> so yeah. plural, missions host. Yeah. Mission hosts. Mission hosts. Uh, Yes. missionhosts.com and uh yeah share please share it with whoever you can um i think i've exhausted my personal network asking for donations so sure, i sure. appreciate that um and thanks for having me on it was fun to talk about this no yeah no it's been a blessing and uh, i'm excited to see pastors using their you know developing skills and in using these for especially the blessed missionaries and uh we're really excited to see how this will be used and uh, we'll try to have you on in the future as the app develops and as it's used um we'll try to give another promotion maybe in a year from now so this month okay. we're looking at we just finished a theme of ministry and family and this month we're going to be looking at social media media um and ministry and missions, particularly, uh, you're going to be one of the interviews. I'm going to interview my brother-in-law, who's a pastor in uh, Canada, and he also does web design, web development, as well as um, affiliate marketing. And he's created just some passive income by uh, it, it's pretty, it's mind blowing how easy it is nowadays to put some time and effort into developing something online. And then it can create kind of a, a an income if you know what you're doing. And you can mm -hmm. figure those things out. And so, yeah, really excited about that. And uh, whether you're a missionary, a pastor, or a listener, go check out missionhosts.com and uh, consider giving toward it. Uh, pastor Hayden, Ryan, we appreciate your time. Appreciate coming yeah, on man. here Thanks. and uh, sharing this ministry and this uh, technology with us. God bless. Thank you, man.